The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. I love this, uh, this segment every month with our great friend Graham Fedorik over at Leading Edge Physiotherapy. And you know what? For those of you who have had cancer or know somebody who has, you know the challenge of treatment, of going through that treatment. The recovery can be extremely challenging as well. There is help for that. In this week's Fit After 40, we're going to find out how to deal with those side effects of surgery, treatment, and and medicine uh, with Grant. Of course, as I mentioned, the owner and physiotherapist, or a physiotherapist at Leading Edge Physiotherapy. Hey, Grant, welcome back. Thanks for having me. It's one of my favorite times, too, just so you know. <laughs> Hey, I have to say, my uh, my great friend out in Chedville, Peter from Wainwright, says, Jay, do you think we can have a fat under 30 segment <laughs> where we can just talk about all of our favorite unhealthy foods and life choices? It would make me feel a lot better. And I'm like, I think we could do that someday. <laughs> that sounds good to me. I think I'd be uh, top of the list there. I can, I can say that. I got the pandemic stomach going, too. I got the pandemic gut. I mean, we're all eating too much. Much, right? So, <laughs> yeah, I, you're not under 30. Well, you're kind of close to 30, though. Come on. No, I'm I'm way over it. Everybody, if you're wondering, I'm like I'm tipping the scales at 445. So, okay. Yeah. I know. I know everybody. There's people out there rolling their eyes right now, going, "Oh, that's so young, <laughs> so young." But, but if you're in our shoes and you've got staff that aren't 45, you know, and they don't know what who's the boss or growing pains or who <laughs> they make fun of us. They're like, what? <laughs> oh, that's a whole. <laughs> okay, let's uh, let's get into this. I wanted to talk about this because I thought it was fascinating. I, I watched it unfold over the past couple of years, and and uh, I mean, there's a reason why Leading Edge is called Leading Edge. I think uh, because Grant and your team, you're always you're always thinking ahead and you're looking. Okay, what else can be done? What area is underserved that needs to have this service? And and one of those things, and you've worked on it, is this designated cancer rehabilitation program. And one of your offices, one of your facilities, designated specifically uh, to cancer rehab. So when did you decide to do this and why? The, the, you know, the long and the short story to this is at the end of the day, it, it, it dawned on us that um, there, there was some, some good work going on, particularly great research going on right here in the city of Edmonton, uh, spearheading some of that, that very leading edge stuff that we look for. And uh, after being you know, tapped on the shoulder by some cancer physicians in the city, decided this was something we'd take on. Put a whole bunch of work into researching what's going on out there in the landscape, all the way to the Mayo, and uh, ended wow. up kind of putting our own program together. So what are some of the challenges facing um, cancer patients that they're, they're not able to get uh, treatment for elsewhere? I mean, what is it? I'm, I'm thinking scar tissue, some mobility issues, depending on, you know, what kind of cancer they've had. I'm guessing that there could be some nerve damage as well. Yeah, you've hit a bunch of them on the head. So there's a whole, ra- whole bunch of different things that goes on when somebody is facing a cancer diagnosis. And, it, and a lot of it is wrapped around the very, very important um, fact that they need to survive. They need to live. And the treatments that are there that help them to survive cancer. Now, it's really interesting. More people today than ever before are surviving cancer. And, but unfortunately, as a result of the treatment or the damage that the cancer does, 
a lot of people are living with the disability or the effects of the cancer or the treatment. Mm. So that means surgery that goes on to, to take a tumor out, for instance, can cause damage to the soft tissue or the bones, for example. Uh, the treatments that, that you all, we've all heard of and we know about, we don't really know unless it's affected you, but it's, there's chemotherapy and radiation, and those have considerable damaging effects on the body. Now, the, the, the bright side of this story and the one that makes me smile as I talk about it and the things that I wish were around when my dad was going through this is that the one of the most, um, I guess, researched and successful outcomes for patients is exercise. Mm-hmm. But with exercise, there's risks and there's things that we need to be aware of. And that's that's what this facility is designed around. How do we successfully treat yes we know we've got a lot of skill in managing some of the side effects like edema so somebody has Mm -hmm. breast cancer and they have lymph nodes removed from their axilla that's in your armpit well now your body isn't going to be as effective at clearing out what's called lymphatic fluid and you get this lymphedema this swelling down the arm we've got manual techniques and technology that can help with people who have lymphedema fantastic we've got other treatments that are very effective at mobilizing soft tissue like for instance another side effect of breast cancer is cording and we've talked about that before what happens when uh, when scar tissue forms along the vessels when those lymph nodes are removed you end up with essentially it's like almost like a frozen shoulder I don't want people to confuse the two they are different Uh, nonetheless there's exercise and we need there's a lot of things we need to be paying attention to when we're exercising a patient pre, during, and after cancer care. And uh, we can talk about that for sure. You know, Grant, you talk about the importance of exercise, but yeah, again, when you've gone through a cancer treatment, you've gone through some surgery, you might not, you you know, when you talk about endurance and and strength and mobility, body confidence, all of this goes together, doesn't it? Sure, and so does mental health and mental well-being. And exercise plays a huge benefit on that. And so we can list and spend the entire show talking about all the benefits of exercise. Mm. By the way, if you're listening and you're going through this kind of treatment right now, one of the big side effects of treatment is fatigue and nausea. And guess what? One of the best ways to manage that is exercise. And although you might not feel like that's something you want to do, sometimes that first step is literally just taking your first step. All right. So give us some ideas as, you know, Grant, I I want you to lead on this one because you're the expert when it when it comes to it. But when we talk about, you know, those those treatments and what you're able to do and maybe some of those success stories, I think those are the really important ones. What have you seen? How have you seen this program change the lives of, of some of these patients? You know, and that's, the stories are endless. Christy is our expert. She is the one that's (laughs) providing this care in the facility. I'm not going to take all the credit. Um, Certainly as far as um, setting up the facility with experts, other experts helping guide the way, uh, Christy's the one hands-on. And so they're her successes. They're all of ours, of course. And more important, they're our patient successes. But we're talking about uh, an example, our patients that come through our door who show up in a wheelchair because they're too fatigued to even get out of a wheelchair when they first roll through the door. Now, there's risks as you're going through these treatments. Like I talked about, there's risks of infection, and nobody knows that more than somebody who's going through these treatments (laughs) because your neutrophils and your blood cell counts are down. You have lower energy because your oxygen, your blood isn't carrying around the same amount of oxygen as it needs to. You have a higher likelihood of bruising because you've got some effects on what's called your platelets. Uh, and there's things, those are all things we're watching for during the treatment. And especially with those that are the most 
uh, risk. They come through our door. Now we get them doing it. So we have a, something called a physio step. It's a perfect example. Looks looks like a bike, but literally you're sit like a recumbent bike, one that you yeah, would yeah. sit on. But it's not. It's got upper arms are moving, and you can make it very light. So your arms are moving back and forth, and you're stepping as you're going, but you're sitting as you're doing it. So your legs mm-hmm. can move either very gently or with more resistance as you go. We have the Alter-G, so a patient that comes in in a wheelchair transfers onto that, and they can start getting some moving movement and get all of those benefits that we talked about from the exercise program earlier. We have those same patients as they start standing and walking. You betcha, their balance is compromised, and they're at yeah. risk of falling. So it's so important that we have a balance program designed for these patients and that they're constantly monitored. So that's another perfect example of what goes on in our facility. It's designed around reducing the risk of falls and preventing those things from happening as well. So Grant, I think it's important to note that 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 this clinic is, is not just a, a clinic that has cancer rehabilitation uh, you know across the front of it I mean it is different I mean there are some similarities of course to some of the other um, yeah, clinics that you have but this is it's, it is specific there are different treatment method methods there are different uh, pieces of equipment that you're going to use with these type of patients compared to let's say you know I'm going over to see John at uh, at Windermere and he's going to pull out the Graston to use on my neck I mean it is different different. Yeah, you betcha. And behind all of that, so yes, there's some uh, additional technology like the Alter G, and we use certain certain other things. Like a lot of these, a lot of our patients have. Uh, you talked about it earlier. They'll have nerve damage or basically mm-hmm. neuropathy as an effect of some of the treatments that they've undergone. And there are management techniques for that. But you know what? It comes back to Jalen. It comes back to every time, and, in, and particularly in this environment, comes back to our expert. And Christy, she's done a lot of postgraduate training in in provision of oncological rehabilitation she's done her she's got a certification in oncological rehabilitation from what's called pori out of the united states she's also a certified lymphedema therapist through some training called close and of course she's got other some of the other techniques and advanced treatments that we we provide at some of the facilities like vestibular rehab because a lot of our patients also are managing and dealing with dizziness and so put all of those together under one roof in the right location and that's how we're providing this care. Grant, um, do, do people come for this care after they've uh, finished their treatment? Do, can, do they come while they're doing their treatment? Can it, like, I, I'm wondering about that. So the answer is all of the above, and that's why it's oh, so important okay. that the, the answer is, or that's why it's so important that the person making, providing the care knows the stage, what's going on. It's a real team approach. So the physician needs to be involved. We need to be aware of certain things. So we need to be able to reach out to the physician and get information yeah. about their blood work, for instance, because there are certain things that you got you've got to really exercise even more precaution. I talked about earlier those things called neutrophils and platelets yep. and hemoglobin. We need to know those levels. Those are important to know so that we can guide the exercise and the treatment. And so, for instance, Graston is a good example. Somebody who has a um, very low platelet count is going to be a high risk of bruising. And so Graston technique can be very effective for dealing with scar tissue. But it also, if it's used on the wrong person, can create all kinds of problems, risks of, of obviously of big bruises and bleeding. And so it's important that it's used on the right person at the right time. 
and we need to know where they're at in their care and we're, we certainly want to be an addition to their care and not a hindrance and so that's where we're at there's all kinds of all kinds of factors that come into it which is why you know your question is very warranted who out there should be coming it's a discussion that has to occur between the physician and our rehab physios uh, at, at leading edge so before I let you go, before we run out of time, Grant, if someone is listening right now and, and maybe they're going through some cancer treatment, maybe they've just had a diagnosis and they're wondering how to remain uh, healthy and mobile and maybe how they can add to their treatment plan, whatever stage you're at, what do, what do people need to know, um, you know, first thing about this service and, 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 and getting in touch with you and how the process begins? You betcha. So we're going to want some information, particularly because exercise is going to be a big part of this care. So we want to know that we need to know the type of cancer that you have. We need to know the treatments that are being used. We need to know your side effects, your level of fitness, other health problems that you might have, whether you're diabetic. So we really need to know those sort of things. That being said, if you're interested and you want to get involved in an exercise program for all of the reasons that I talked about earlier, then, then there are some things you need to know. You need to progress slowly. You need to exercise in a safe environment. That's very, very important because your immune system is is weakened. We need to make sure you're in an environment that's clean and safe for you. You need to listen to your body. We say that all the time, but your energy is low, and when your energy is low, you're not going to feel very good. And so, we again, we need to be paying attention to that. You need to stay hydrated. Uh, you know, some of these things that I'm saying apply to almost everybody, don't they? But yeah, even more yeah. even more so here, and you need to be eating a very nutritious, nutritious diet. All of these things are incorporated in our care of patients that are dealing with and managing their cancer diagnosis. Most important, you're surviving and you're going through a process, but cancer doesn't need to define you. Certainly, it's something that you. we want people to know that there's a quality of life that can be part of this whole thing yes you have cancer but let's focus on that quality of life after during and before cancer without a doubt grant fedork joining me this afternoon the owner of leading edge physiotherapy you can find out more at leading edge physio physiotherapy.com and there's a link it's actually leading at leading edge physio.com and there's a link right there uh, on the page to the cancer uh, rehabilitation program it's a great website you can find out lots of information grant thanks for this appreciate your time thanks Jalen. and as i always say these days and always everybody be safe out there stay well yeah, you betcha. Take care of yourself. Grant Fedork joining us this afternoon, leadingedgephysio.com. Uh, and again, you can always, if you have a question for Grant, um, you can go onto the website and there's a little button there that says, ask the physio. Fire it off to him. They'll get back to you.